Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hope this is the right track. It is. Okay, here we go. Some are drinking endless rosé. How are these fuckers not all in AA? Pretty people with booming careers. Lover boy, enough to last seven years. Hamptons clubs don't activate hubs in the out of the summer house. Oh well, oh well, oh well. Tell me more, tell me more. Will they take Hannah's calls? Can we see Carl's three balls? Shoot bop bop, 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 Listen, I'm just gonna be me. And when the universe opens that door, I'm gonna look at that door. I'm gonna say, if he's got a big dick, and he does, I'm gonna walk on in. I'm gonna walk in that door. I'm gonna let that universe fuck me, raw dog me. <laughs> sex is an open door. <laughs> you know, that's one of the only songs I like from that musical or that movie. This summer, Lindsay's gonna be all whore. I meant that in a sex positive way. It really upsets me when we're just fucking around that your voice is just so free and you can hit anything. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Was that a high note? That was like a good G. Really? Yes. That's what I try to do with you. It's like you say, if when singers think is when they fuck it up. Yeah. Shockingly, you actually think. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sometimes. Not with you know, names. This is Summerhouse. This is Summerhouse. This is Reality Gay Summerhouse. Uh, season, season six. Pernerp. I was just waiting for that. <laughs> it's not a prenup. It's a, a what? Prenope. It's a prenerp. Pernerp. Sounds the same in Rodney E's. It does. God. Pernerp. I still say, y'all, I, we need Mary Millions to come back. It was the golden age, really. Oh. Not the Gilded Age. The Gilded Age is coming back for season two, as we all know. It is. And they've added more series regulars. I've watched it all. I enjoy it now. Donna Murphy as Mrs. Astor has been made a series regular. So has Kelly O'Hara. Oh. That's right. You, what did you think uh, now, that we're, now that you're through with it? What did you think? Um, I mean, I, it's, not, it's not as compelling to me as Downton Abbey was. It's not. Was. No. Um, it, I feel like this show winks at us a little bit more. Um, oh, this show is gayer than Downton Abbey. Yeah, it, it, there's a little infinitely bit, gayer, um, mostly for Bertha Russell and Christine Baranski. But it's but I didn't know. 
I'd heard the term the term nouveau riche. Yeah, I didn't know this is where new it, New York. Th- I didn't know this is the. I knew what it was and I heard it, but I didn't know the timeline and historically in America. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, because now this is about what what if you don't watch the show, this is about the fact that there used to be an kind of American aristocracy where everyone had family money and you just kind of lived off of that, and from we industry came from. All of them came from England. Yes, from a um, oh, what's the word when it's a not a monarch? It's a a type of class. Um, just I don't know. kings, queens, lords, they, a- aristocracy, aristocracy. That's not the right word. I'm thinking, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Um. But when you make your money new, so it's like in America, we came and you don't really have that. So it's almost well, like they create. There's they, a generational wealth. They, but it, it's. I mean, it's all bullshit, but at least like... No, it's not. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it is in like, when it comes to like England, people are kings and queens because of bloodlines and things like that. Right. Whereas here, it's just scarcity-minded Americans were like, we have to claim, we have to claim this generational thing and, and make ourselves... Right. I, I'm saying that's revi- re- uh, revisionist history for you to say it's bullshit. Because it was the classism. It, and no, the it wasn't bullshit then. It was life. Right. It was right. life. But I'm saying it is. When looking back on it, it's such a it's you a can, totally fabricated system. I know, but I think anyone would agree with you with that. I'm no, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not trying to make any like world, but I'm just saying that it's uh, it's it actually is such an American thing. I would, I would agree that, that now. I would agree that our class system now is fabricated. So yeah. I don't. No, I. I'm just saying it's you understand to me it helps me under as somebody who likes history it makes me understand just America even more and that it, you know it's like honestly it's kind of what RuPaul says like all of this is drag what we do like yeah. and it it just it, that's one of the things I love about the United States is that it, it we talk about this in LA like you were saying on another podcast like LA is a city whatever you want it to, whatever you want it to be for you you it create that you. and Granted, it's harder for lots of other people of different races and sexes. So I'm not, but it's, but it's it, this is a this is a country where I mean people can create themselves from. It doesn't necessarily matter always where they came from. Yeah, and so this just I like that aspect of it. it makes me think of just, it, and also too to see what I, I I wish the gay man in me wishes Audrey McDonald was in it more. I hope yeah. that she's in more for season two just because I love her. I don't know if she's been up. I don't know if she was on that list of season two regulars. I didn't read the article, but um, um, I like it. I'm finally catching up on stuff. Right now, I'm almost done with ads, uh, 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 what it like that. What it does show you is there was a certain time in America, and a lot of people don't know this, that where there was an American aristocracy. Yes. That we always think it's been, you know, you make your money and then it's like blah, blah, blah. There are rich people, but it's like these were people living off generational wealth. Yeah. And honestly, some would argue it's very different now, but it's like you said now, our our classes in this country. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's just as fucked up. It's just we don't have these. It's almost like people are hiding behind a curtain and not saying. Right. But it's, no, it's it's all oblique now. Yeah, yeah totally. Because um, actually, the I think the wealth gap is I don't even know even greater. It was, but I believe it's even greater yep. than it was then. Yep. 
Well, and this is the show is is to it is a mostly about it's a microcosm of all of New York at that time where there was new money from people doing like stuff like railroads like the Russells mm-hmm. and old money which was coming from generational wealth from the founding of America. Yeah, and I see a lot of it. It's 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 like what's happened with tech in America with mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. There was a lot of people like that's new money. That's new money, and also that was you know a lot of people coming in that weren't necessarily white. Yeah. that were and people were upset. About, you know that we were used to oil money in this country. Right. So it's and, and it's, then it's and all then circle. And then uh, you get to when we're talking about it on below deck. You get to when I say, "Oh, these are definitely venture capitalists." Yeah, the new the new money who's all, who are awful. Yeah, so that it's it hasn't really changed. It hasn't. Can we talk about this show? Yeah, let's talk about Summerhouse season six. What's your Burn first? Up. What's your first tea bag? Okay, my first tea bag is we y'all some sissies came for us because we couldn't remember because literally we just watched it but we still can't remember and they actually said and brought and showed receipts with the whole fight we were kind of like why did Sierra and Paige come for Lindsay. Lindsay inserted herself into in the conversation. conversation and maybe just because we love hubs we forget so it was so it was kind of like looking at that and then well watch- they were he, she was kind of like putting herself in the same boat as Carl I think what uh, people were saying the same boat yes as, as you mean as Andre Andre that's what I mean yeah, yes yeah, yeah. thank you and so she totally inserted her and kind of made it about her right and so I saw that and I was like I oh, and went back no, and it, watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, she did. It's, she did. So, she, yeah. So, anyway, so. I still still don't get why Sierra was heard about it. Um, well, I fully don't get that either. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I agree. Totally she think Sierra and Paige had every right to go in on her. Right. Because she, she brought it on herself. And so when Amanda's going, because we're still seeing this now, her and Amanda are having this, uh, I just went Amanda. Uh, Amanda. Amanda. Her and Amanda are having this uh, kind of drunk conversation and is this your tea bag? You're yeah, counting. Okay. Yeah, this is my tea bag because I'm just leaving that we're in this fight again. Right. Still, the aftermath of that. And Amanda says, "You know, every person you love, you leave a little bit of them with you." This is such Amanda bullshit. And then Lindsay just answering, "Going, but my heart is huge. I know, it's huge. I, I, I." I, I, I know what a man is trying to do, but it's coming off as disingenuous. Yes, it's coming yeah. off as disingenuous from Amanda. And it, you know, Lindsay is trying to work on, is Amanda totally wrong? No, because she's no. right. If Lindsay was having a, a hot girl summer, she literally wouldn't be screaming and count, crying about all these guys who hurt her. I I, I understand I would Amanda's say, point I that. would say, let's not decide what that is for Lindsay. But I was going to but it's not Amanda. Right. So it, 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 Amanda looks like this doesn't look like fun, but that's, this is none of your business. This is Lindsay's definition. You really, yes, you've, yes, you spent time with her. I guarantee you, they probably never spent any time alone. No. Yeah. Never. That's why it felt orchestrated. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's yours? Um, the next thing I have, I, I just, I went, past a lot of this stuff uh about because we, it's almost like we've forgotten this this and we moved on to their last weekend there um yeah kind of because Paige and andrea make up they're fine yeah it's like everything's good one of my things is 
Lindsay and Danielle are sleeping in the same bed. After they go and out. I'm Carl, glad that Lindsay asked Maya to go out. I know. Good. I did note, note that. And Maya went and for Ma- the first time. Maya went. I think Lindsay asked Maya, asked Maya. She said she wasn't going. But Kyle was the one who got her to go out. Yes. Yes. Maya, you're going out. You're going to, he put on a wig. That means you're going yeah. out. And, but, and Carl's like, oh, Lindsay, I was surprised to see you in Daniel's bed. And I think they're really trying to lay the foundation here. Later on, there's a scene with them buying plants in New York. So he's interested. I mean, yeah. Whether I mean, she's going out with go Ahmed to or not. Mom together. Yeah. They're, they're, setting, they're setting that out. Um, definitely laying that out. I, I want to talk about how, and I'm glad we had this conversation because we were kind of like, what is happening? So Paige is, this. she's going to go there later. And, and we can talk about it. Well, I no, that's going to be its own separate tea bag. But Paige is doing this thing for Access Hollywood where she's doing clothes. And so she asked Sierra to go with her to this, to New York. And I'm glad that... It's pa- when they're back in New York. But Paige and Sierra, well, they have a conversation at the house with Paige and Sierra. And is it Amanda? I don't know. Is it Lindsay or is it Danielle? I think I it's Danielle. Know. But they have a conversation at the house, and I'm glad because this is where Sierra is kind of like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, which is fine because she's 25 right. years old. And again, she brings up, which I'm glad, you know, as Paige said, Paige was like, your life is so much more together than I was at fucking 25 right. years old. I mean, imagine at 25 years old, she's already been a nurse, like saving lives, and she was in the ICU. We brought this up before. We imagined, and we were right. Sierra's like, she's got fucking trauma from seeing so many right. people die in New York that she really is. I don't blame her for not wanting to. A lot of nurses are I think really she was overexhausted. in Atlanta. No, she was a nurse. Oh, wait, she was in Atlanta in yeah. the ICU. Yes, she just moved to New York. Sorry. But still, watching people right. die in the ICU, and it was, I'm just glad that we finally, like, good job finally producers on this moment of kind of, because we've been like, wait a minute, she's meeting with the nurse, what's happening? We can kind of just put a pin in this that, y'all, Sierra wants to take a break from yeah. nursing, as she should. I, I agree. And be a model. Good for I, her. I just felt it. I wrote down, shocking that she wants to choose modeling. Over, <laughs> I would too. If yeah. A, I looked like her, and B, I, I just had a job where I worked really hard to people just right. consistently die in front of me. I, I think the difference is, I think if she was, and, I, and I'm not in any position to question if she had a real heart for nursing or not. Or it was just something she thought she would do that well, she would be able. I think her mom went into it. I think yeah. she said so. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't know if that whether she had a heart. I don't know if that's even. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The, I can't. I don't know if that's the point though. At this because I know a lot of even just even back friends in like Oklahoma and some. Man, I don't know a lot in LA, but in Oklahoma that there's a lot of nurses and medical people that did have a heart for it. Right. And after what's happened, they're just No, I agree. completely just spent. No, but I'm 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 saying I wonder But I don't know if that was like her passion. That's yeah. what I was going to say. It it seems like it it was for me, it seemed like for someone who had Sierra's opportunities, it seemed like an easy choice. Like her mom did it, she's smart. Right. She could go to school, she could get this degree, well, she could get her to also, she could travel. She got out of she got out of nursing. She was she was she got out of nursing school probably when she was 20, 22. Yeah. And she, so she's been a nurse for, she was a nurse for two years. For, yeah, 25, like two, yeah. three, four. Uh, depends on if she did, we don't know if she did her 
bachelor's of science like her RN, like a four-year degree. Yeah. Sometimes people, because you can be an LPN, which is like, I think, six or eight months. And I don't know. You yeah. can do a nursing. It's like an associate. You can get an associate's degree and be a nurse. Right. Um, so she could have she could have been being a nurse since she was 20. That's or true. Or 21, technically. Potato, potato. Not that. But I'm long. saying it doesn't seem like a. It doesn't seem like a hard choice to me. Yeah, yeah. Not so, for me. If I yeah. looked like her, yeah, I'd be naked right now but, on this couch. But I'm saying I feel like the show tried to make us think yeah. it was a hard choice. No, that's why I'm glad they finally just did this so we can right. put a pin with this. Me and too. Move I, on. I was happy about it too because it was like they needed a plot point. I'm like, <laughs> y'all. She just with no, no. It's a very hard no, no. Uh, anyway, this, so that was your teabag you said. Yep. Okay. Uh, my next one is meeting Amanda's parents who y'all, if you don't know this, they haven't always had the best relationship with Kyle. <laughs> I don't know this. I haven't seen those past yeah. seasons. Yeah. Especially her father. Her father's not fucking around. Um, well, I will say. This whole thing went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. It went so, a lot better. I want to say just before my kind of teabag is they're talking to her parents because Amanda says Frank back and the Donna. House. Yes, but before they get there, Amanda says, you know, you got to talk to my parents because, you know, I don't really do money stuff. I don't even know how much money I have in my bank I, account. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> and no I wonder wrote, Kyle wants a prenup. And I wrote, I actually wrote, <laughs> Kyle should get a prenup. Yeah. That, that's exactly when I went, oh. This, I have to say, and I'm going to talk about it more. I saw Kyle in a completely different light this episode, and I feel for him. Mm-hmm. And because I always thought Amanda was trying to work and do stuff with Kyle, I think probably she works a little bit, but it kind of this episode made me see Amanda as lazy, entitled, yeah. and just not really wanting to put in her fair share. I saw her as lazy. I saw her as completely out of the loop, um, and kind of happy to be there. But to, so to me, um, that's late. To me, okay. I interpret that. That's I know I that it. word's supercharged to me, and for a lot of people. So but I it's try just not when to someone use it. says, "Oh, it's just, it's too confusing to me. This is too much to me." To me, that's I agree. And yeah, uh, I think I get triggered by that too because I knew a lot of when I was in. Uh, in high school and there was just a group of like really you know guys do it too so but for me my experience there was just a group of like really pretty girls that kind of got everything and they always passed the buck and said and just didn't take yeah when we do clubs they weren't ever helping out and they're like uh i just don't know how <laughs> and i'm like you're a useless person I what, see. What can you do? So I, I, think, I know that's a trigger for me. I think also you grew up in a family where you you were decided that lazy was the worst thing you could be. Oh, my father drilled that into yeah. me. That's the worst thing, worst character flaw anybody could be. I was told not to do it, but my parents never thought either of us were. So because we were, I, we my brother and I worked for my father starting at the age of twelve. Yeah. So we had to. So my brother and I. Did. We had to learn discipline, and no, we had to, Yeah. Uh, yeah. And honestly, when you do work and you're earning your own money, uh, and you have to buy a shit car, and I was so. And I will say, my brother, my parents finally relented and bought my brother a truck because he needed to get places. Guess what he did with that truck? Wrecked it. He wrecked it. 
My dad wrecked his car. Within, within three weeks. Yeah. And, and guess what happened when he had to drive the car he paid for, his piece of shit car? It went fine. Yeah. No, my brother wrecked his, and then the second one he didn't. But it does go to show, I kind of feel like, I don't know them that well, but I, just from hearing this conversation, I went, uh... Moreover, this is on you, Amanda's parents, because you've oh ba- yeah, they babied her. You've babied her <laughs> and spoiled her. No, that's and she hasn't had to work. Kyle has said that earlier. Kyle has said that earlier in the so, seasons. I just, I, I just, again, it can. Comp- I like Kyle. I've never been a huge Kyle fan, but I liked him. I've honestly kind of been more of a Amanda fan. We see the worst of him on the show, but this switched it, and for he's me. fine with it. I'm, I'm like totally just like. Oh man, Kyle, this is yep. you're gonna marry this person, and then it's gonna be, y- y'all are gonna have two babies, but you're gonna have three children. She's gonna be great for about for certain things, but things like things that are big overwhelm her. I think she's gonna be the fun parent. Yep, maybe. I just want to do the fun things with them. Kyle, can you change the diaper? Kyle, can um, you all of this? So basically, just to follow up with this, you guys. The parents are like, they have to be the ones saying, so the father's like, so we need to sign off on the music. You also need to have, have you got a marriage license yet? And he's like, I haven't even thought about that. And it's like, he, you can tell Kyle is afraid to either, maybe he's worried she won't do it or he's too worried about taking it all on himself, but he won't delegate anything to her. Nope. Because he knows it won't get done. Right. And so. That's probably why she's doing less and less with Loverboy. Right. Because he knows she won't get anything and done. And so there's a 200-person wedding in their backyard that the parents are helping with. The parents are helping with. And everything they're saying, TBD, TBD, TBD. And the parents are like, okay. And y'all, so they're there for the cake testing. This is another teabag of mine, but I just need to ask, has Funfetti won? Yes. Has Funfetti beaten me? Funfetti is now a wedding cake thing. You're going to get ready. You're going to go to a wedding, and there's going to be funfetti cake there. You need to get used to it. <sighs> That's what a lot of wedding people say, that funfetti is a big choice of theirs. It makes sense, because that funfetti, like, I remember was a thing when we were kids in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. I don't have to like it. I'll still judge that cake. I will eat it, oh, however. Oh, eat it. And if it tastes very good, you'll eat a second helping. No, no, no. That's the thing. The cake's not going to. It's all about the appearance. The thing about it is, I'm going to go into this. The cake has never been about the appearance of the actual, the cake inside. Mm -hmm. It just matters about the moistness. And, and, the, and the crumb of the cake. It's never about how the cake exactly looks. Uh-huh. That's what the icing, that's what the frosting is for. That's the eye-catching. Uh-huh. That's but why you don't fun- need fucking funfetti. But with funfetti, though, you cut into it and you go, oh, there's a surprise. There's funfetti. How does it taste? I don't, but, it, but it's both. It, it gives you, we It's eat, a symbol. We eat with our eyes. No, I eat with my taste buds. You have told me that people eat with their eyes. The food doesn't look we, good. Listen, we do eat with our eyes, but that's what the thing. Cake, the, 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 the amalgam that is cake is that's what the frosting is for. I wish I had a piece of really good funfetti cake right now to just that's put in the, front of you I, and I, watch you I, eat it. I would say that you have to put a lot in funfetti just to make it good because the cake has to be white to have funfetti. You can't do – maybe you can do yellow funfetti. 
Maybe. Wouldn't show up as could. well. You could even do chocolate funfetti. That's ridiculous. What? You could? No, you can't. That's stupid. A That's st- stupid talk. A strawberry funfetti cake would be cute. It'd be like pink with funfetti in it. Dumb. It'd be cute. Not not a thing. Lemon be great. The yellow cake with the funfetti. No, you're just saying stupid things now. No, it'd no. be really nice. Anyway, I need to move on past the funfetti. Y'all, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. 
Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy And our next look We have Sierra who's serving <laughs> up Courtyard chic She's wearing a cute little pleated skirt. She has a uh, tennis uh, tennis racket purse with actual balls in it. And she's looking like she's ready to look ridiculous on national television. <laughs> I, know. I was like, when this tennis fashion thing, I understand that it can be 
suggestion of tennis. This, this is was actual tennis clothes. Well, I used to play. I need to get back into it. That's a goal this year. But I used to play tennis a lot. And this is literally what people play tennis on the court with. This isn't even suggestion. It's not fashion. You're so right. Do you know what this is? The whole time. These are com- these are totally the same type of outfits from the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead <laughs> when they have the fashion show at the end and they're all like, there's it the was. redhead who's the doctor. And the type of the language that Paige is using. Yes, that you are so right. Just like when Christina Aguilera is introduced, or Christina uh, Applegate. Applegate is introducing all of the fucking outfits. Yes. Next we have Nicole, because that was Nicole, the remember because he was in love with Nicole. Yes. Because God, that's a good movie. And it, but it seemed like Christina Applegate had more experience than Paige did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. She's it, trying to do all of it for Rose. Also, did you know <laughs> did you notice that like the producer also had to model the clothes? Yes, the producer <laughs> also had to, Yes. I did not understand these outfits. This was bargain, bargain basement and all segment. all these outfits were only $60 each. And I thought, you would never wear this page. No. Never. Nothing that she wears costs anything less than $150 for ensemble. At least. Yeah. That that was laughable. You're right. You know, because, you know, you, tennis fashion is supposed to suggest it. You don't look like you've just come from the tennis court. No, I literally thought Paige's mother was going to come out of the thing and go and... Paige, what are all these people doing in my house? <laughs> um, uh, uh, the fact that the, Sierra had a tennis racket with her. That Paige would have had this big awakening. and We would have found out after all these years, she would have said, I'm sorry, I'm just a teenager and ran <laughs> off stage. This was laughable. This was laughable and it made me want to watch one of my favorite movies ever. Um, did we do that movie as a watch and chat? We did. Oh, good movie. Um, so the next thing I have is that they're all, they're, they're, they're all, they're going out right before this, they get a call, their florist backed out. And the reason why they're like, so apparently they had a problem with all the design feedback we were giving them. (laughs) And, and I love that a man said, I mean, we showed them mood boards (laughs) and Kyle's like, and it looked nothing like it. Y'all, Amanda and Kyle are going to end up, are they going to end up being that couple from Best in Show with the braces? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to know. They're wedding monsters. They're wedding monsters. Yeah. Monsters. We showed the mood boards. That was, that was a laugh line. That, that made me, oh. I did screech like a howler monkey. Feel for them because three weeks before you're going to get married. That sucks. Good luck finding a florist because as Kyle said, that's one of the things they budgeted for. That's a how, lot of money. How does someone... They signed a contract. How do you get out of that? I don't know. Because yeah, you could sue them. Yeah. Y'all, if they did not have a contract and also with these people. Yeah, that means they didn't have a contract. And also, the style flowers should have been decided months ago. Yeah. Because they this have feels to, a little fraudacity yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, because they have to... Y'all... Poodles music directed, and I've been a best man to too many weddings. They've got to order your fucking flowers. No, this stuff is decided at least. Your flowers should have been decided at least four to six months in advance. Yes, at least. Yes, they know what's in season. Then Y'all, they know what's in order. Someone listening just heard she's getting married too much. She went, oh, fuck. She just went, oh my god, <laughs> Carl, you better call 
your cousin Tandy because I think her <laughs> ass is grass on her wedding day. <laughs> Hello, Ralphs, can you get a bl- can you get, can you put five flowers for my wedding? Hi, is this a piggly? This is Carl's wife. I'm calling for my niece Tandy. <laughs> do y'all got any what flowers do y'all have? And Tandy, you're the best thing <laughs> ever. I'll do it for you. Shooter, shooter, go get Mama's pocketbook <laughs> so I can write him a check. Come on, shooter. Come on. They don't take checks no more. Y'all, oh, damn. Carl's wife is that woman while you're waiting in your fucking grocery store line that pulls out her checkbook oh, yes. to write a check. And they are American flag checks. Oh, they. Oh, yes, they are. They are. They are. And then when they ask for her, her license, she doesn't have it ready and she has no, to dig in her purse. No. Yeah. And then I grip my teeth so hard, yeah, I almost break a part of a tooth. She goes, oh, by the way, Tandy, could you go over to the aisle too and get that Velveeta? I meant to make, I won't make a casserole tonight. And I have to scream. I here somewhere. And I have to scream when I get in the car and throw myself against <laughs> my steering wheel because I'm so angry. Um, oh, so y'all, real quick, it did, it, you already talked about it, but they're all going to prom together. Yeah. They're already setting up Lindsay and Carl going to prom together. Yeah. Andre and Paige are going together. And the girls, this is part of the teabag. The girls ask them later, Sierra and Maya, they're like, oh, is it going to be, a, and Amanda, is it going to be a big deal, Paige, that you're going to prom with Andrea? And Paige says, well, actually, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but I talked to Craig and we're exclusively just hooking up with one another. <laughs> Boy, this that's the most... A- that's the most fucking Charleston man way of not saying you it have really a girlfriend. Is. Yeah. I'm exclusive. That's almost, what is worse, telling someone I'm exclusively hooking up with you or calling someone a potential? <laughs> it's kind of debatable. A potential is even worse, I think. <laughs> okay, all right. A potential. A potential. Now, I've got to say, if this had happened to any of Paige's friends, if this was happening to, she would read them for filth and say, you are so much worth more yeah. worth than that. I want to know what Hannah thought about this. I'm shocked that Sierra, and I guess because they know Paige is not convincible, Sierra and Maya just let all that go. I am surprised. I'm very surprised Maya especially yeah. did anything. Well, I think Sierra knows Paige more. So maybe Maya doesn't feel like she has that right. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I think that's a friendship letdown. Agreed. I yeah. agree. Because Paige except would come for yeah. any one of her friends who yes. did that. That's all I have except for the dinner. Um, let's talk about the dinner. That's okay. it. Woo! It looked really pretty. Y'all, so last weekend, Luke's <laughs> back. And Luke's just trying to talk, and no one wants to listen to Luke. Well, I think we've gotten to a point in the season where chit-chat isn't appreciated. You know? And I think hmm. everyone, I think everyone's so tired of everyone too this season. And nobody wants to hear Luke talk about building an igloo again or, or some a- new girl. They're introducing a new girl at the end, and we're like, we've introduced people the whole season. Do we have to be interested in who the fuck Nicole is? And you know, Lindsay, we had some beers, and Lindsay brings up a good point that. Everyone is coming at me about who I'm fucking, yeah. but no one's coming at Luke. She's like, why is no one coming at a 37-year-old man over here? And Paige is like, you're right. Yeah. You're 100% right. It's some bullshit. And I don't even think it's like 
What? Yeah, you see Paige and Lindsay on the same side, and you're like, is this the Bizarro world? And also, too, what kind of dinner do you have where everyone, one person holds court at a dinner? With t- I go to dinners, we go to dinners all the time, and you have side chats at dinner. Well, what happens is Luke thought since he hadn't been, I'm not to really trying to defend him here, but Luke thought since he hadn't been there in a while, like, he gets to say his piece or something. Uh, and... It turns out, I even wrote down, so many conversations are happening. Yes. And uh, because Andrea was, was, was talking, uh, uh, Amanda is starting to cry about something. Kyle uh, just says in the middle of the he dinner. He says, Lindsay had a miscarriage. Lindsay, no, he said. You had a miscarriage. Lindsay, you had a miscarriage. And I have to say. He's drunk already. Do I think Lindsay glossed over her miscarriage? 100%. Do I think it's for me to call out Lindsay's zero percent? She grieves about her <laughs> miscarriage. Fuck no. Fuck off. It's you get this that is, you get her the word miscarriage. Lindsay's miscarriage out of your probably, mouth. Probably, and I'm I can't believe I'm saying this. This is out of at least the three seasons I've watched. This is the most egregious thing someone has ever done to someone else to me on Summer House. Yeah, that is really a horrible fucking thing it, that you're trying to. And almost it feels like they're trying to weaponize Lindsay's miscarriage to humble her. Well, if it would have been anyone besides Kyle, it would not have ended well. No, that's true. And it's also, I mean, you're not Iyanla Van Sant. You're not going to walk up to me and say, beloved, and hold them by the yeah. face and say you're not. It's not one of those moments. This is not that show. This is Summer House. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, summer should be fun. fun. That turned my stomach when he said It was that. awful. It was it absolutely was awful. awful. It was Ugh. almost like your fiance is coming from another country and you're going to show her that, <laughs> a, a dirt bag house you grew up in and not show her your real house. And, and, bring, and, and pick her up in a rapist van. Y'all, this new season of Naughty Day Fiance is I've fucking still, bonkers. I've still been thinking about it. I too. It, I, it, I cannot believe I, the audacity of that I man. It's gonna be a. I think this is gonna be a ride of a season. I pray that woman isn't with him now. Oh, I. I, so I just. No. I was gonna say a rosary for her, and I'm not I'm, even Catholic. Just like those signs in Philadelphia said, <laughs> say a rosary say the every rosary day. daily. I was like, well, way to guilt the ex-Catholic. Thanks. I can't even find my rosary. It's somewhere in my desk. You still have a rosary? Yeah. Wow. It's the one I got for First Communion. Does it mean anything to you? It does, actually. I did it. I actually, uh, I said a rosary when my dad was dying. Oh, okay. So I understand you know it's, it the, it's the it's the comfort of it. It's not that I believe that I'm a, that you know I believe in the sin and and all right. that. But it was just for it's me the like comfort of the of the, the process. The comfort and I do believe in God and yeah. So it's like the communication with that for yeah. me. But I loved it as a kid because I wear it as a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I loved wearing my long because I thought wow. like Madonna because Madonna had the long. Yeah, I'm a, and, I'm aware. So I would like. I would wear my rosary and dance around and, and dance to like borderline and hanky panky. <laughs> faggots can make anything jewelry. You can you can quote me on that. And then I found out you were supposed to little gay hold boys. On to it to pray. Little gay boys will make anything jewelry. Smarties, oh. earrings. 
I even, uh, I even, one of my friends, uh, she didn't want her rosary, and she had a, you know, because they a lot of times would get the boys black ones, and sometimes girls would get white ones, and I would get both of them and put them on, and they'd be like bangles, and I could could wrap them up and do, wow. I know there is many Catholics and ex-Catholics out there that relate to me. Uh, there's the best meme a sissy sent me because we just had Palm Sunday before Easter. And they talked about what all the little gay things gay boys could do. with Because on Palm Sunday, you know, you get the palm. Oh, yes. The palm oh, fronds. And you can like some people can fold them into like a cross or yeah. they'll do that. But oh, as a gay boy, you would use it as like a, a swish. Yes. And, a, and you'd fold it and you'd curl. Oh, my. It was... It was me. Leave that to my Episcopalian church where we did a Palm Sunday parade and we rang bells and we walked up and pumped umbrellas in the street. That is when you happens when you have gay priests. That's what happens (laughs) when you have gay priests. (laughs) Like we diverted traffic on Palm Sunday. It was ridiculous. It's a very gay church that he goes to. It's a great floor show. It's true. It's a great floor show. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, and yeah. Then Kyle, and out, then yeah. Kyle banged the table and said, no one's listening to Luke. Um, and basically, he, he did this because it's not about Luke, you guys. It's about losing the floors. It's about losing it that that there's so much pressure. He's He is $4 million in vet, and there's a lawsuit. And he just spurts it out because he has not told anyone. We didn't even know that there's a lawsuit. Yeah. So he's dealing with that. And it's actually even Carl takes him aside and Carl, because Kyle leaves and Carl says, dude, you got to calm down. I wonder if, it, if Amanda knows the extent of all of that. I don't. So here's the deal. First, first of all, I just, I 100% have seen this. And maybe I'll get back last for it. Maybe he'll hear this, but maybe he'll listen to it. Kyle's an alcoholic, and he's using alcohol to deal with his stress, and which is really understandable because it what the way I see him now, sympathize with him now is he's doing everything. Amanda doesn't have any idea yeah. about this because. He probably thinks if I tell Amanda about this, then she's going to freak out. And then on top of everything else I have to take care of, I've got to take care of her reaction. Right. Yeah. And because I do think Kyle's like has a good heart. We both have said that. He's very sensitive. But I just went, oh, man, like he's such the to me, he's such a personification of what men especially what straight men can only be in this country is they have to have it all together or they have to be angry. Right. And we said that before, but y'all we're seeing it in front of our eyes and he can't ever, ever ask for help. No, because that's not what a man does. That's weakness. And he can't, but what's you feel like maybe the one person he could ask from help, help from would be his fiance, but she doesn't seem like she can do anything. Yeah. It was like watching this episode, it was like a, a butterfly effect or something in my mind yeah. where I flash back to all the instances where I saw Amanda laying on a couch, Amanda laying <laughs> on the bed. Being a sentient hoodie. Amanda yeah, that's laying, why I call her that. Amanda laying on a chair going, Kyle, I need help. Kyle, Kyle. It's like I, it flashed all through my brain she's, and I saw it clearly She's very now. good at handling other people's business. Not great at handling hers. He is the best thing that could happen to her, and she is you have make really his life turned one eighty on I her. Told what, wow, and I was a big Amanda. 
Amanda, and I don't think she necessarily she's a bad person or an evil person. Yeah. I just think that she's a spoiled brat. I think I'm it's even more of, brat. A, of an Amanda supporter. Than I think you she's are just you know she's a spoiled hoodie. She's a spo- <laughs> she's a spoiled hoodie. That, to me, that is that is the personification of of Amanda is a a a, a concert hoodie that you've had for a long and time. For Amanda that- to go to. <clears throat> to to grow as a person, Amanda's gonna now. I do feel for her and that she is dealing with his alcoholism. Yep, that's, and, that's, and I'm, I won't go back on anything I said. That it's horrible that she's dealing with that. That's not fair. Yeah, and that she's put herself in the and, and perfect she's, situation to care. To, that's when she does feel needed. Yep, when he's broke. Like they need years of couples therapy. To, right. It, but what makes me lose trust in the working out this relationship? I actually think Kyle could probably change more than she could, because for her to change is going to be really uncomfortable, and she's going to have to take on a lot of she's responsibility. She's not good at that. That's why she that's handles everyone her. else's everyone else's problems besides hers. Ding ding! Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that kind of is a la luce there as well. Yeah, la luce, a light. Oh, la luce. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> What Senor Snee taught me life? No, it is La Luce. La Luce, yeah. The light, yeah. Yeah. So y'all, yay! They're getting married! <laughs> I think it's next, the next episode or the next one. Yeah, it's coming up. Y'all, that's it. So we're going to be happy and we're just going to sit there and just like swallow our bile. Yeah. Yeah. And it all, she seemed crazy, but now we know why Handa was so upset. Because. Hannah. What did I say? Handa. Handa. <laughs> you combined Amanda and Hannah. Handa. Um, <laughs> but it's because it, you, it's a whole you spot it, you got it. When women's, Hannah cannot stand to see a woman being manipulated by Kyle's alcoholism. And, and, and like Paige came after Kyle this episode yeah. because she said, Kyle, you think you can control everything. Right. And he, d- it, no, it's like he has to control everything in Amanda and his relationships and it drives these other women crazy. Yet uh, Hannah got into a relationship Hannah like that. Hannah is very intelligent. She's very, big. Hannah was one of the most perceptive people in that house. She was. She just weaponized all of it. She weaponized, yes. Yeah. And then she got into a relationship yep. with Des who controlled her. Who's, they should be getting married anytime soon. They should already be married. I wonder if Hannah was at this wedding. No. No way. No way. If Hannah shows up at the wedding last minute and we just see her as a guest, I'll be gooped. Anyway. Yeah. I enjoyed talking about I'll this be episode gagged. with you. I Me too. It. The episode was boring and I had a better time with you, to be Agreed. honest. Agreed. All right, everybody. That's yeah, Summer Yeah, you're else. 180 on Amanda. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that surprised. I've been half there. Well, I haven't seen all the previous seasons yeah. that you have. I've only seen, this is episode six or season, season six. Season six. I've only seen season five. Did we do four? No. I've only seen five and six. So You've I don't seen the, the best of Amanda. I don't see the herstory. You, you especially see. in the early seasons. Yeah. I yeah. feel like when we go back and watch the early seasons, she's going to drive me fucking crazy. She will. Yeah. Because I know it's, I get triggered by it, but it's that Chelsea Marlazy thing will drive me nuts. Carl will drive you even crazier because he just makes really bad choices. Oh, God. Yeah. 
All right, everybody, that's the show. You can go to realitygates.com. Uh, you can, if you wanted to listen to this episode without commercials, you can do that by joining our $8 tier on our Patreon and Supercast because um, those are commercial-free for your pleasure. For your pleasure. We're also going to be announcing tour dates very soon. I know we said we're going to announce them on Monday, but we're still waiting on theaters, and we're not going to do it piecemeal. I know you, we you are. Guys. We shouldn't have. We learned. We shouldn't have even to- teased you. Because I've already gotten two messages of saying, where are the dates? I'm looking for them. I can't find them. No, we fucked up. We fucked up. It's on us. It's, well, actually not. The theaters told our booking that they were going to be, yeah. they fucked up. But we need it's to on know us. from now on that we need to, we we don't need to announce, we don't even need to plan an announced date until it's, we got everything booked. Y'all, it's going to be like the way a parent knows not to tell a child, like my mother knew. Not to tell me that we were going to go to Sizzling Sirloin unless my dad already decided that we wanted to, we're going to go to Sizzling Sirloin. Yeah. Because if she promised me that salad bar with a fried okra and we wouldn't go, it would have been hell to pay. <laughs> Not Sirloin Stockade, though. No, hell to pay. <laughs> I'm sure your mother was the same thing. Oh, we can't tell Jaybird we're going here. No, it was good not to tell me to build up any any expectation. And then if she told you if you were going, then I would have talked to her about it incessantly. Yeah. It's just, we're going to tell y'all. I'd get those apple apple rings. God, I loved apple <laughs> rings. <laughs> Don't you remember apple rings? My country! They were dyed red, and they were delicious. <laughs> They're probably the red dye is still circulating you, my body you somewhere. Even eat them now, probably. No, they they're so sweet. sweet. <laughs> Cheaper, you can eat apple rings for, for your lunch. That's it. God, a lot wow. of apple rings. Oh. You could eat an apple at home. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking apple rings. Y'all come at me if you remember apple rings on a salad bar. Oh, God. If you put an apple ring oh. in front of me right now, I would probably throw it away like it was, or throw it, like hit at it like it was a rat. You would take a bite first. No, I wouldn't. I'd say, get that out of my face. Well, all right, then. Delicious. Okay, everybody. Apple rings and cottage cheese. And cottage cheese. Oh, it's cottage <sighs> cheese was too expi- expensive to buy at home. <laughs> wow. Anyway, y'all. All right, uh, we'll see you next week, y'all. Ooh, boy, I got something to process oh, with those apple rings. We got to process a lot of Woo! shit right now. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow our memes on TikTok. Twitter, we're there. We'll see you on live show dates coming up soon. And then, how does this show end? <laughs> oh, oh, until then, uh, y'all, still not know? R- y'all, y'all remember, remember, if you're if you're in line at a sizzling sirloin <laughs> or a Ryan's or, or a where Western did you go? Sizzler. You went to Western Sizzler. Yeah, or Ryan's. If you're Ryan's. in that line or Quincy's, we if, had Quincy's. You're in the line. You're in line at a Quincy's had a big fat yeast roll. You're at a, a, a Quincy's and the and the woman in front of you takes all the apple rings. You just butter to yourself. yourself. Ooh, Ooh. I bet her name was Tracy. 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 Who's Tracy? And the slow part at the end. In September, they'll all go back to their Google Hangout, their Zoom, and their Slack. And even though summer came to an end, they'll continue to be best of friends on Insta. 
summer's nuts because of these sluts. But, oh, what are you going to do? That summer. Fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 